Welcome to Sex Communication, a project aimed at changing how people talk about sex. It features audio recordings of sex acts, extremely frank conversations, and many confessionals. Please note that our content is explicit and uncensored. And while these episodes may indeed arouse you, the intent is to inform and inspire. Join us now for a judgment and shame-free exploration of sex. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hi there, welcome to episode 68. Today is the quickie episode about how I got off from September 16th through the 22nd. And I had sex with a real-life human being this past week. Um, I would say that was very exciting, except it wasn't. (laughs) Uh, It was strange. Um... So yeah, I alluded last week to the possibility that there would be uh, more interesting shenanigans of this week, and I thought that there would be more than just, you know, the experience of sleeping with this one person, because I did have plans to meet with um, the guy from my past who's never been a sexual partner, but is kind of like, I've known him for a while, you know, I had spoken of, previously we had tried to, to get together And then we kept running into frustrations and having to reschedule until finally we just kind of gave up. Um, But that interest had been rekindled. And so we were trying again for this past week. We were supposed to meet Sunday, actually. And then we rescheduled and just went with Tuesday. Um, And then Tuesday came and I was so cranky. Uh, I got my period this past week, but I was like super fucking cranky Tuesday and I woke up to this kind of really inane question. Well, it wasn't inane, but I'm I'm not really big into small talk. And this is somebody that, you know, he's a lot younger than I am. And, you know, in the past, I remember being, I think one of the things that led us to kind of kiboshing the whole let's attempt to get together thing was him asking like, well, where did I want to go? And where did I think? And blah, 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 blah. And like putting everything on me. So I wake up Tuesday I'm cranky, you know, just because I'm cranky. It was PMS at that point, but I didn't quite realize that. Uh, I also hadn't had any coffee, so I never learned my lesson that when I'm in that state, I should really not respond to text messages. But anyway, so I wake up, and he has just written me, hi. Now, he was pretty much the reason why we rescheduled on Sunday. You know, he works a lot, and he it was kind of, I think, his only day off, and he was feeling lazy, and whatever. I just kind of, I like to use any excuse not to leave the house as an introvert, so I went along with it. But anyway, so in my head, it's already like, okay, he's reaching out, and we're going to have to reschedule again. And so, like, even just this very innocuous high is already kind of stirring some sort of irritation in me. Also... Like, who just says, it's like people that don't know you that reach out on a dating app and are like, what's up? Like, go fuck yourself. What am I, like, why would I need to respond to this? That's, that's all you could message me? Anyway, uh, background. (laughs) So I reply to his hi with, what's up? He says, just working. How'd you sleep? I don't even give a fuck how I slept. Like, really, this is what we need to be talking about? Um, so I just write, just fine, mister. He says, that's good. I'm heading out of work soon. You want to shoot me your address so I can take a cab? 
And I'm like, dude, we plan to meet at a coffee shop first, remember? I'm not a sure thing. Because the whole thing, and I mentioned this last week, you know, yes, we know each other, but we knew each other while I was dating somebody else, and he was like a friend of the person I was dating. So there was never any instance where, you know, we're alone or in any set of circumstances where I'm sizing him up as a potential partner. So, you know, given that, it was part of our discussion that we would meet first and see how things went and then go from there. Anyway, so we had already discussed all of this. He says, yeah, I was thinking maybe we don't fuck dot dot dot, but I'm not going to take the train downtown and back uptown or take a bus because I'm a princess. So just give me whatever address you need. I say, I sent it the other day, but honestly, I'm just getting irritated and not in the best mood today. Because, dude, there's nothing I I hate more than repeating myself. And if we've already worked this out, if I've already, you know, said what needs to be said, we've already made the plans, like, why do we need to, to redo this like nothing has been discussed? So then he writes me something I said, and I said, well, he had a plan. I don't understand all the questions like we didn't already go over everything. And then he says, I asked how you slept and then an address. Why are you being so dramatic right now? And I say, I hate repeating myself and I'm cranky when I wake up. Also, I don't like chit chat. It's a snowball effect. To which he responds, what? <laughs> which I'm like, and now you're going to make me repeat myself again? Ugh. Anyway, um, <laughs> like reading this, yes, I was dramatic. Yes, I was dramatic. Absolutely. You are correct. But then you're going to respond what and make me even repeat myself another time? Like, ugh. Anyway, needless to say, I didn't respond at all. And I do feel bad. I'm going to reach out and kind of apologize for being unnecessarily uh, cranky. But Jesus Christ, like, once I get irritated with somebody, that is a very, very, very hard line to to uncross, you know? Like, Like, what's done is done. You irritate me once and then... Forever you shall be irritating. Anyway, so that aside, so that was supposed to be part of my week. So I did think, because initially when we had made this plan, we were going to have that initial meeting on Sunday in a neutral area, and then revisit it again Tuesday as kind of like, this is the space to take it to a next level, presuming that, you know, Sunday worked out. So since Sunday was off the table, and then Tuesday was supposed to be, you know, like the meet, and then also built in playtime, but, you know. I never actually got to meet, so anyway, I can't see going down this road again, but it is quite possible I will forget my irritation and just remember how attractive he is and consider going through this again. I hope not. Anyway, um, and then Wednesday, which is the actual partner sex that happened this week, is when I had the date or the meeting, uh, whatever you want to call it, with one of the guys that I met at the orgy. Uh, so I just thought this would be an interesting opportunity to out myself as, yes, I am a hopeless romantic. Um, (laughs) and it is my idealism and this hopeless romantic quality that, uh, kind of put me in a poor position this past week because I had applied all of this hope and connection to the possibility of meeting with this person, this idea of like, I don't know, I was really enamored with the scenario of meeting a person at an orgy and then, you know, seeing them outside of the orgy and continuing on some sort of emotional connection based relationship. 
you probably can guess where I'm going from with this. That is not not what happened. Um, yeah. uh, we did meet. We talked. You know, he... Uh, it was a lot different than encountering him at the orgy. Um, and we did sleep together afterwards. Uh, which was, and it was also less satisfying sleeping with him outside of the orgy than it was at the orgy. But the bigger thing is, you know, I mean, on the one hand, I feel really stupid. Like, of course you meet somebody at an orgy. I'd been wondering like what it was that made him reach out to me. And, you know, because I am idealistic and this romantic, you know, I, it, like I said, I kind of applied this narrative to it that really wasn't there when it was really, because uh, I did ask him, you know, what, why, why did you give me your number? And it was because he was um, quite taken with how I uh, participated in the orgy and just how I carried myself and you know, that and kind of wanting to know me outside and, you know, also to continue to play with me. But, you know, because there was no emotional connection there and there really not a whole lot of opportunity to, or at least we did not take with each other and take an opportunity to kind of talk and get to know each other on a personal level. Like it was very strictly physical thing when I, I did meet and interact with him. So, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous to assume that there was anything like that, even though as we were communicating and, you know, we're texting and this person's clearly, you know, articulate and we're able to communicate and talk about things and kind of relate to each other in this way, even though it's, you know, superficial, it's text, it's whatever. Um, it's still more than I, you know, I've had in the past sometimes with people that I meet on dating sites where you're, you're, expressly communicating with this person for the intention of developing something or like at least sorting out if something is there. So there was more connection just in, you know, the sex and then the texting than I've had sometimes with other like potential suitors, if you want to refer to them like that. Anyway, so my first impression when he met me was that he was, he was so stiff. You know, he was, uh, um, just so stiff. And I was like, God, I felt like I needed a fucking sledgehammer to kind of crack him out of this, this shell of, uh, just stoicism, but not like an attractive, sexy, enigmatic stoicism, just like this kind of flat, hard, uh, nothingness, you know, like a, it was, I don't know, it was not the kind of thing where, like, if I had <laughs> been meeting him for the first time, I would have had any kind of thought of, oh, I wonder what this person would be like in bed. I would have just been stopped in my tracks by the flatness of him. But um, I was, like, so curious about <laughs> about the possibilities of of this situation, you know, this kind of, like, dating in reverse scenario, Right. So I was going with it and asking him questions and participating and like trying to, you know, get the most out of this and at least have my questions answered. Um, and I didn't really think it was going anywhere. It felt kind of like a failed experiment by the time, you know, we'd had, we had one drink, we were at a coffee shop. So we had like one round of beverages and, and that's it. 
And so I was really surprised after that when he's like, oh, you want to get out of here. So also, I'm one of those people who I always take things very literally. And part of me was like, oh, he means let's get out of here. Like, let's (laughs) let's call it a, a night, you know, like, let's call this event. It's done. It's over. Time of death. And so... I wasn't entirely sure when we got out that it was like a, oh, let's go to another location. And also, was that other location going to be about having sex? I know this was completely, you know, naive, but this is this is how I react in these situations. So anyway, um, he asked to go to if, you know, we could go to my place. And I was like, sure. You know, my roommate wasn't there and I knew that. So we took the long train ride up to the Bronx And, uh, so my memory of having sex with him at the orgy was that he had a big dick, that it had a curve to it, um, and that he was into my breasts. So, you know, like that's, that's a a key characteristic of a partner is like, they kind of have to be breast guys. If it's somebody that like prefers somebody with a smaller chest or like really doesn't care about breasts, which they do exist. I have encountered them. Uh, not really my kind of partner, but anyway, so (sighs) also going back to the part where, you know, like if I had met this person right off the bat, there would be nothing about our interaction that would kind of inspire me to consider going further with them, which is also to say that I didn't feel like there was any intellectual sexual tension although intellectual makes it sound like i don't feel like we were intellectually connecting he was very smart like we had interesting things to talk about but there was no there was no like banter or like there was just no tension in the in the interaction at all in the conversation in the discussion there was no push and pull and i really like that and that you know when my mind is gotten, my body can easily be gotten. So anyway, so my body had already been gotten. Again, I'm trying to like get my mind gotten here and it wasn't quite happening. So when we get to my place and we're like moving forward with having sex, it was very much like how I started at the orgy of like, I'm here to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm like going to make the best of it. You know, so it was me kind of talking myself through all of it. Not that I was, you know, overcome with with attraction and passion and I had to rip his clothes off or whatever, but I'm very um, enthusiastic generally, even when, you know, in my mind I'm not, like, chomping at the bit. And so I act physically passionately, kind of no matter what. That's just, like, the way that I engage. And um, I don't know. I, uh, I felt like his... His touching was aggressive in a way uh, that was, like, not sensitive to my pleasure. It was, like, very kind of grabby and intense. And, and I'm not saying this in a way to make him sound like a like a misogynistic manhandler or anything like that. It wasn't like that. It just was, like, there was no... There was no sensitivity to it. There was no subtlety. There was no... Uh, like, caressing was kind of, like... <laughs> The idea would be laughable that it would suddenly switch to, to caressing. Like, it was that in so far in opposition to the idea of caressing or, like, a type of touch that could be described as as caressing. And I can't quite find the words to describe what it was. But anyway, so it was aggressive, was accurate. Anyway, 
Um, and yeah, so it was a big dick. I came when he was on top of me. Just you know, I hadn't had partner sex for a, in a while, and I can come from uh, from penetration. But this is like I know when I can have sex and I come that quickly in a missionary position. It's like I'm really hard up, and you know, because it happened really fast too, and whatever. But I can come easily, and I can come multiple times. So I wasn't that concerned. But it was just like, I don't know, there's something about um, a curved penis when it's curved upward, not like veering to the side, because like number 54's penis veers to the side, and I love his dick, and he's got a nice big dick, and probably if they were straightened out, they probably would have been equal in length, probably in girth as well. Maybe this guy was a little thicker, but there was something almost like the value of his length was lost on the fact that it was curved. And I've explored this a little, little bit with the guy that I've been WhatsApping with. And my theory is that um, I don't get the benefit of feeling like these long strokes because it's curved. And another thing that I noticed with him that I don't recall ever having noticed with anybody else in the past, though my experience with guys that have that kind of significant curve to their dick is limited, but there were extreme differences between having sex on my back with him, having sex on top of him, and having sex with him behind me. And when he was having sex with me from behind, it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I like a guy that can reach my cervix. I like like getting penetrated deeply. And this was like hitting me in a way that just felt like it was bumping against my abdomen. And it just, it was uncomfortable and unpleasant. And yeah, and I didn't really feel his length in any other position. And it was really frustrating. <laughs> it was like, I know intellectually you have this big dick and we're fucking and I'm like not having the experience of fucking a guy with a big dick and it was like, ugh. Anyway, but that coupled with the fact that it was kind of like this aggressive and uh, like my my heart wasn't in it. I wasn't, you know, my mind wasn't in it as well, but whatever. So it happened and we ate Indian food afterwards and he laughed and then went on another leg of a different vacation. And, uh, so you know, that was, that was Wednesday. Um, I don't know. And before that, and I put these links in the episode notes. Um, I can't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday, probably both. So I was using toys all week, but I, I started watching porn again and I started, playing with the terms that I was searching for. And it does seem like my issues with finding what I was looking for were really tied to not using the right terminology, which why hasn't anybody written in and suggested I use different terms? But anyway, it's not your fault. Um, so this is to say, I started with nipple porn and then that led to like uh, bound, I don't know if I was looking for bound nipple play, whatever. But um, so it led to this kind of like bound gangbang thing. And then I realized, you know, using the word bound instead of uh, restrained or BDSM or whatever was finding more appropriate clips. So then I started looking for bound fondling, bound X, blah, 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 whatever. So um, I've included three links that I watched that were based on that specifically. So enjoy those. So those did work for me, you know, before I had the partner sex. And then after I had that partner sex, um, that night I was going off just with toys 
And it worked really well, and it was certainly more satisfying <laughs> than the events of the day. Um, and then I didn't, you know, I got my period the next day, and I didn't beat off again until last night, and again with the toys. Um, and I, last night it was really, I've had this feeling before, but like more so last night than, than ever before, where, you know, I've talked about when I use the magic wand, I use it in conjunction with an insertable. So for a long time, I'd been using the broken uh, rabbit insertable vibrator that I had and essentially using it as a dildo since I burned out the vibrating mechanism. Um, and then I broke that. Like I actually broke the hard part on the inside. So it was useless. So I had gotten this other uh, insertable vibrator, the Fun Factory Tiger G5, I think it is. And yeah, it has, it vibrates and it's a lot more powerful than the rabbit was. And I was hesitant to use the vibration at first. I was just, you know, in the habit of kind of using it as a dildo, but you know, I have been enjoying turning it on, but like last night it was especially great. Like I had really long, intense, kind of drawn out convulsing vaginal orgasm, uh, with it turned on, you know, in conjunction with the magic wand on the outside, super good. So you're looking for a good insertable. I mean, I still recommend using the magic wand in conjunction with anything, but I will just say of like most of the toys that I've used, the girth of it, the size, the vibration type, uh, and also the fact that it has kind of like this little built-in hook at the end so you can hold it easily when you're penetrating yourself all work out really well. So uh, I really recommend it very enthusiastically. I've linked to it if you would like to purchase one. Um, yeah, so that's it for this week. Um, well, this past week, this coming up week, uh, there's another another orgy, the same group, same party. This is the September, what are we in? Yeah, the September version. Uh, and I do have a ticket for it, so I'm assuming I'm going to go. So until Thursday's regular episode, wish you well. Talk to you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Did you dig it? Tell a friend. Subscribe. Leave a review on iTunes. Send an email. I really would love for you to do all of these things. And if you'd like to know more about this project, visit graphicpaint.com slash sexpodcast for additional episodes and background on how this all began. And if you'd like to be a part of this podcast, send an email to sex at graphicpaint.com. Every story and experience is valuable, so why not do an interview or submit your own filthy audio? Be a part of our revolution and help us spread the message of sexy self-acceptance.